0: Jesus House, in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House, London. God bless you. Heavenly Father, gracious and merciful God, we just want to say thank you for another week and another opportunity father to come into your holy presence to come and meet with you to learn of you father we are just so grateful to you father just so grateful to you jehovah god for all that it is that you have done and all that it is that you do for us day after day we are just so grateful to you father thank you Thank you, Father, for all we have been able to do today. And as we come to your word, Father, we just invite your presence. Holy Spirit, there's no teacher like you. And we just invite you to come. Come, come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Bring us into your, into your space Let us just be able to hear what it is that you are saying to us. As we are individuals, speak to each and every one of us individually. I yield myself, I yield my mind, my tongue, my everything to you, Holy Spirit, that you may have your way. It's all about you. It's not about me or any one of us. So we yield and surrender everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So once again, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining the Bible study today. Um, we have um, we have spent some time on the heart, and um, we will continue in that vein. Um, and um, I think the the best way to to go about this is to sort of just uh, paint a picture. Um, yesterday Pastor badge uh, took us through what we call ha- heart surgery 101 and it was quite interesting to me because um, when I had I had found out before uh, Sunday that um, I was going to um, take the, the the Bible study today and I'd been having some conversations with God and he'd been leading me in certain directions and as Pastor badge was um, preaching yesterday, I was gladly pleased because yeah um we were in line so um yeah I'm excited as to what God is going to do today I'm excited uh not just for myself but also for for each and every one of us so I uh, I'll encourage us to uh, um to to yeah let's let's listen wholeheartedly let's follow wholeheartedly and let's just see what the holy spirit is going to do okay so Let's start. Um, so I think it was two weeks ago now when um, I took the Bible study and um, we went through certain different um, definitions of how the Bible uses the word heart. And um, I gave some examples, uh, things like um, the word The words used both in Hebrew and in Greek um, are translated in English to many different words. Things like the mind, um, emotions, will, the inner man, understanding, the soul, intellect, even the imagination. And all of these things are used to in different Bible scriptures throughout uh, the uh, to sort of um, indicate what the Bible means when it says or when it uses the word heart. And of course that brings in context, the context in which the word is used at the time in the scripture. Um, but one of the things that I think is very clear in everything that, um, I came across anyway, and perhaps as you study, is that the heart in the scripture is used to describe all those elements that comprise the human being. So it's more like the center, the centerpiece of the human being that drives all um, aspects of human life. Yeah, so that that's that's the background to, to where we are. And then last week, Pastor Badge took us on different types of hearts, following from Pastor Agus' uh, sermon the, the the day before, and especially hard hearts. And he touched on what we what he called the rock of offense, how that comes about, and again, of course, how God helps us to heal from that. In there, and we can go on into the different types of hearts that that are there—a stony heart, a stubborn heart, a deceitful heart. We could we could do all of that, but um, I just felt God was uh, saying something slightly different today, which is what we're sort of going to going to going to touch on. Um, when Pastor Badge was preaching yesterday in the service, he's talked about a malfunction of the heart or or something to those words. I I don't quite remember whether it was the word malfunction he used or something of that nature, but he he talked about that. And he led us to understand the kind of heart that God God is looking for. And he used three words to describe them, complete heart, friendly heart, uh, and a full heart. And if you happen to miss it yesterday, I'll encourage you to um, go online at YouTube and perhaps maybe even on Spotify. If it's already been put on Spotify, don't know yet, but um, go online and and listen to that message again, just to make sure that uh, you get the full picture of what he was talking about when he talked about uh, Heart Surgery 101 uh, uh, as he titled entitled the message yesterday. So um, he mentioned those three things, and then he took us through four steps that um, occur during the heart surgery. And I'm not going to repeat all of that in there. It's just just a summary to bring everything, to tie everything together just before we go into today's study. And then um, the last thing I wanted to point out was that it says that the heart that God likes is the heart that he makes himself, you know. And I remember Pastor Branch saying very clearly that, look, God does all the work in this case. And it made me think a lot then, okay, so what is my role? What is my part in this? And I remember the analogy he used about a car, a vehicle, and saying, look, if you want to get from A to B, it's the vehicle that takes you there. All you need to do is to get into the vehicle. And he said, especially if you're a passenger, you don't have to do anything. You just have to sit back and just allow the car to take you to where it's going. So Really, most of the work to do with our hearts, God will do. However, there are, there are a few things that we we will need to do ourselves. And um, we're going to sort of touch on that. Um, um, we're going to sort of touch on that a bit. Um, and so that I'm not just ranting on, um, we're going to have a look at some scriptures yeah. Um, so let's start with Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And most of us know these scriptures already. Romans chapter chapter 12 and verse 2. In the in the new living translation, it's probably yeah, I prefer to um to look at that in the new living translation. Um uh Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 it says. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect, right? Now, um, so the the, the bit that I, I sort of want to focus on in that scripture is, but let God transform you. So that but let, that word let obviously indicates that there is something that you and I have to do to let God transform us. So it's not just going to happen by osmosis or something. We have to do something to let God transform us into a new person. And the, um, the, the New Living Translation says, by changing the way you think. We could could come to that uh, later on. Um, I like the way the Passion Translation puts it. um, And it puts it this way, saying, uh, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think, This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So the... uh, The Passion Translation includes the Holy Spirit in that work of transformation, which is quite cool because with that, we get to see a few things at play there. God doing the transformation through the Holy Spirit in the mind or in the way we think in there. And if I recall, when two weeks ago, when we touched on it, one of the things we talked about in terms of the things that bring information is the words that we hear. Because all information, no matter how we view it or receive it, it comes to us in forms that we translate into words to gain understanding of what that information is communicating to us. So there is an element in here that talks about the word as well in there. And we'll we'll, we'll come to that. But I wanted to point out the word transform. The word transform used in that scripture in Romans 12.2 is the Greek word metamorphos, metamorphos, the, metamorphos, the. That's the Greek word in there. And of course, that's because it is a, present continuous word so and that's where we get the word metamorphosis from as it is and it's interesting what that word means especially if you consider a butterfly or uh, uh from the lava and for those of you who remember your biology um one of the things that we we we, we learn from there is that it goes from um, uh, a caterpillar into a butterfly, but it's a complete change of state. Yeah, He doesn't go from a caterpillar to a butterfly and be able to come back to that caterpillar state again. Once the caterpillar transforms, that's it. It never returns to that old state. That's the kind of word that is used in that scripture for you and I. Yeah. So it's a complete change of state for us when that happens. Okay. Now, um, I think in another, uh, I'll just give us a few more seconds. Okay. It's 9.14. So let's do our declarations now. So, um, oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves. We pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Indeed. United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, you are healed in Jesus' name. Okay, so, right, so that's really um, the, the, the beginning of where I want us to start from. Let's remember what that scripture says. Let God transform, change your state from uh, into a new person by or through the way you think also by the holy spirit through the way you think yeah so let's let's have that in mind as we as we go on uh in there okay um i noticed yeah you've got a hand up was that okay uh, it's gone i don't know if you had a question or if it was just um um an error but if it is um yeah let me know, and we'll, 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 we'll we can take the question. But um, let's 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 move on. So so from from Romans twelve two, let's remember let God transform to so change our state from where we are to where He wants us to be, or what we are to what He wants, what He created us to be, by the changing of our minds through the Holy Spirit, or by the work of the Holy Spirit changing our minds. OK, right. So for that to happen, and this is this is where this is where I, I, I feel God was sort of leading us to. Um, for that to happen, three things, three things that we need to do. Yeah. Now, first thing is the word. We need the word. I, I'm, I'm sure we've all heard it, but let me just repeat it. Nothing happens without the word of God. It just has to be there. The word of God is exceedingly important. Yeah. But where it pertains to the soul, I just want to throw up a few scriptures for us. Yeah. Um, In there. Psalm 19. Psalm 19 verse 7. Psalm 19 verse 7. And it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Yeah. So in that scripture, we see straight away that the law of the Lord, which again will signify his word, his commandments, his instructions. The law of the Lord is perfect. It's perfect. Converting the soul. Yeah. Um. And the Hebrew word for convert means to turn back, to return, to restore or to repair. So the Word of the Lord repairs the soul. The Word of the Lord restores the soul. Or the word, the Word of the Lord turns the soul back in there. So it, re- it returns it to uh, an original state in itself. So the Word of the Lord is key in this process of our hearts being changed and transformed and ready for his use okay so that's the first one another scripture that we can um we can we can look at just again so we can see what goes through the words is hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 and i'm sure we've heard this before but let's let's go through that again hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 and that says for the word of god is living and powerful And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So again, we see that the power of the word of God. So back to the original, there are three things that we need. One of those things is the word of God. We've touched on that. The second thing that we need is the Holy Spirit. And as we saw in Romans 12, two, the Holy Spirit plays a very vital role in there. And I'm sure for most of us, we know this already. um, And I'm not really going into any depth there because the fun comes just just, uh, soon, very soon. But um, so the Holy Spirit is key in this process. Again, I just want to give us two more scriptures just to help us to see the importance of the role of the Holy Spirit in the process of transformation as it happens. So Titus, Titus chapter three and verse five, Titus chapter three and verse five, I'm reading the New King James Version this time, Uh, Titus chapter three and verse five, and that says, not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us through the wor- washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy spirit okay now there's a context to that and again um i i'm just because of time. I'm not necessarily going through the whole context and explaining that in there. But the reason why I picked this up is because of the word renewing. There are other scriptures that we could use, but this particular one is because of that word renewing. Hence, since we're talking about the renewing of the mind, um, I I, I thought this would be a good one to, to, to look at. See that word renewing. The Greek word is a a, is an interesting word that is um, is pronounced anakinos. It's made up of two words, yeah. And again, incidentally, it's the same word that is used in Romans twelve chapter two, and it's made up of two words. Again and kainos or kainos, whichever, I don't know the exact pronunciation. And I didn't actually check it to see what the actual pronunciation was, but um, it's made up of two words. Again, ana, which is again, and kainos, which is new. And that suggests a renovation or restoration or transformation in there so the scripture this scripture is talking about is that there is a transformation that is done by the holy spirit using the same word yeah and again in this case it's the present continuous so it's not just a one-off thing that happens it's a present continuous process that goes on um as the holy spirit works uh, in us again the key thing here is notice who's doing the work It's the Holy Spirit that is doing the work. So the importance of the Holy Spirit in the process of transformation is supported by this scripture um, in the sense that he's the one that does the work of regeneration and renewing in, in, in a person. Okay, Um, another scripture we could have used again is Philippians uh, uh, 2, verse 13, Philippians 2, verse 13, Um, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. And that's the new new living translation um, uh, uh, from there. So we see that it is the Holy Spirit in there. So, again, two things we need the word. And the spirit and both of them are we have we have looked at now, but there is a third thing that we need to do, and this was the bit that um, I was I was quite um, excited about last Pastor Badger was preaching because he said we needed to go to God. And he used Ephesians chapter 3. Now, for this, I'm going to first of all read Ephesians chapter 3 from verses 14 to 20. And then we'll come back and focus on there. And the reason is because I want us to have the context of what Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter uh, chapter 3 from verses 14 to verse 20. Let me just open my Bible, and I'm going to read the New King James Version. Okay. And it says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. Okay, so, verse 14 says, for this reason, I bow my knees. And that's where God arrested me when I was looking at this. I bow my knees. What's going on there when Paul says he bows his knees? Now, if I go back uh, to the Old Testament, the word for worship actually, or the word that is translated worship is bowing low before a deity, in this case of God. Bowing low is, is the word that is used in there. And Paul goes on, to even though he doesn't use the word pray, he goes on to, um, to 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 say that he asks you that God will grant us you and I, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. So Paul has tied all those things together for us, right in there in the sense that we have to go to god just as just as pastor badge said yesterday we have to go to god in prayer in worship for the holy spirit to come and the specific prayer that paul prayed was that he would grant us according to the riches of his glory grant us what to be strengthened with might by his spirit where in the inner man that's that word again that word translated again inner man in the heart in the center of who we are that whole where the the life flows from a human being in there and 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 and, uh, and as god was, uh, was 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 and i don't want to use the word dealing with me but as he was teaching me with this, uh, uh, I, I I I I got so excited because um, we're going to do a few things um, with that. Just basically, what that word says: bow my knees to the Father. So we're going to do that today. It's more. It's going to be more an exercise for us rather than a deep teaching of anything there we're going to do that and i'm just believing god that he's going to do some stuff even as he teaches us he's going to do some stuff with it now this part on forward is not scripted by me yeah um i wrote some points down but it's not scripted yeah so all i was supposed to do is to bring these scriptures to us today for us to consider yeah and in that consideration we will then do some exercises in there, okay? Now, um, I wanted to point out before we started, and I like the way the Amplified Version renders verse 16. I'm gonna read that because of the way it does it. It says, he may grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized by with power through his spirit, in your inner self, and then it has in brackets indwelling your innermost being and personality. And I I, I loved that because it gives us a deeper dimension as to what it is. Because sometimes when we hear inner self, we may not necessarily fully comprehend what he's talking about. If you think about that inner self, that's where everything that we are, personality, attitudes, behavior, all those things dwell in that inner man. And that's where the Holy Spirit is going to do his work for us and that's the reason why romans 12 2 says be transformed take a complete change of state in there because why once the spirit does that work in that innermost self that is that change is is permanent nothing you, you can't go back let's put it that way it's just not it's just it's just not it's just not possible to go back from that point onwards okay so that leads us into the first exercise. Now, to be honest with you, many of you do this already, yeah? But this is how um, I'm being led to do it today. Um, and it's really an example. It's not a formula. Neither is it a, a step, a series of steps that you follow. So let's, on, I guess, I, I pray the Holy Spirit just speaks to each and every one of us individually so that we recognize how to do this for ourselves in our own way. Yeah. Um, rather than, uh, you know, following what Bumi says. Yeah. It, it's not about that. It's really about what's behind it and Holy Spirit, this is this is your show, so you got to do this, okay? Right. So, let's start with Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. 2 Timothy chapter one verse seven, and we know this scripture very well. I uh, uh, most of us know this scripture very well. Um, so, right. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. And it says, we it For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm going to read it again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay. Now, what we are going to do is we're going to think about that scripture. We're going to break it down into its parts. It's a a form of meditation for want of a better word, a way to put it, a form of meditation. And then we're going to pray that. So, If we break this down, when you read that scripture, what does it say to you, first of all? I'll make some suggestions, but I'll give you time to think about it as well. So the first question is, when you read that scripture, what does it say to you? Yeah, Please, I don't necessarily need... um, I'm not necessarily asking you to type in your response into the chat, but if you want to feel free, but really, I'm just hoping that you will focus on it and sort of just allow the Holy Spirit to work that to you in the way he wants to work it to you. So just again, when you read that scripture, let's put it this way. What jumps out at you or what do you see in that scripture? Yeah. So, one of the things that I see in that scripture is that the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay, uh one second, I will put the scripture in the chat. It's 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. And it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if God didn't give us that spirit, where did it come from? That's the first thing that strikes me. Where did this spirit come from? Okay. So. Think about it, if you have or have experienced fear in the past, or you still have a little bit or whatever, because I, I, I don't necessarily think it's wrong, it's necessarily whether or not that fear overcomes, but let's just have a thought about it, because when the scripture says God did not give us that spirit, that means that that spirit has come from somewhere that has not been authorized by God. I will term that illegal. Yeah, that's for me, from a legal point of view, that's illegal. If God did not give that spirit, that spirit is there illegally. That's the first thing in there that that, that jumps out at me. Okay, so if it is there illegally, yeah, okay, that means that I can get rid of it because it's not supposed to be there. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Now, one of the things that God sort of put in my heart was sometimes we do things that allow that spirit to come in. So, you know, an example might be, you know, we dabbled in some form of, uh, I don't know, Occultism, you know, maybe the Ouija board or something like that. You know, things that we thought were harmless fun. You know, we may have done something in there, and that may have opened the door. Yeah, it may not even have been anything. It may have been somebody else that just jumped out and wanted to scare us. You know how we generally do when you go, you know, you make a, a loud noise and just to scare whoever it is in there, and that might have been the um, the source of it or whatsoever the case may be. But whatever the case may be. It is not a spirit that has been given. So that spirit needs to go. We need to get rid of it. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Now, this bit that we're doing here is what we're doing, looking at the word of God and drawing insights from it to help us in our prayer when we go before God, when we present the, the whatever it is, so fear is what we are dealing with. I wouldn't even term it as a fearful heart, but generally speaking, whenever there is fear in there, it's not of God because He has not given us a spirit of fear. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean fear doesn't come. It might come in some situations, but we must have dominion over it. Yeah. Um. Um. It's that. That's another thing that I will sort of, um, I guess, uh, emphasize at at some. Point further down the line so that's the first one okay now the thing that we have been given is power yeah and we can look at that and say what what, what does that mean what 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 power what, what what does what does the scripture mean by power we can look at love as well yeah and say okay what 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 does what 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 does it mean and we can think about that so from your perspective when you hear that you have been given a spirit of power and a spirit of love, what, what does it say to you? Yeah. You have been given a spirit of power, yeah. a spirit of love. And I do appreciate that we may not see it manifest all the time. Yes, I do appreciate that. But the scripture is very clear. We have been given the spirit of power. To me, that power is an ability to do what is necessary at any point in time. So the ability to overcome, the ability to know, the ability to uh, to think, the ability to, um, I, I don't know uh, what it is I might want um, to do, to, to sleep, the ability to, w- whatever it is, I have been given a spirit that is able to do all these things and more. Yeah. So it's one way. When I think about love, now this is the one for me, is that God has given me the capacity to love. Yeah, the ability to be kind. Awesome. Thanks. God has given me the capacity to love like he loves. Now, for me, that is huge. That is huge, to use the word, the words I I, I like to use is huge, really. Why? Because that capacity that God has, that love that he has is is just mind-blowing. And when I think about the fact that he has put that capacity to love inside of me, yeah, yeah. It it, it it does something to me. Uh, it it does something to me. Yeah. So that's 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 just an example. But it's not about me. It's about you. What does it say to you? Yeah. Think about it. Okay. And then the last the last thing there is sound mind. In some in some other verses it says um, self control. Again. What does it say to you? What does it say to you? And this is where I would like to throw in the scripture in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28, when God says, Be fruitful, multiply, fill, um, fill the air, have dominion. And that word dominion is where I want to just land on, because nothing Nothing with the spirit of power, with the spirit of love and with a sound mind, nothing should have dominion over us. Nothing. Why? Because we should have dominion over it. So where there are things that have dominion over us, those things need to be in a way dealt with. Yeah. Okay. So now. There's not enough time in the one hour that we have to really do this, but I hope what you would see here is a way of looking at the scripture and drawing more from it so that you can take it into the place of prayer. Okay. So now that we've done that, and I honestly do recommend before you go into prayer at any time, except those um, those impromptu prayers when you, you know, you're going in and you, 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 uh, you just, you, you know, it's almost like you've been asked to pray and then you have to pray fine. But I'm talking about those prayer times when you want to pray about something is spend some time meditating on that word. And thinking about it and turning it around in your heart because the Holy Spirit does something in there. Then go into that place of prayer. So now we can go to God with this scripture and we want to pray to Him about this thing called fear or this spirit called fear. Yeah. Okay. So if there are any things in you, uh, anything that's causing you fear, anxiety and stuff like that. Now we want to present that to God in a way. Now, I know if I start to pray, I can pray for the rest of the for, the for the remaining minutes that are there on this one thing. So I am going to, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to be quiet for a bit to give us some time just for you and I to, for you to be able to articulate your case before God and you may not finish it now because I may interrupt you in the middle of it just to, to do so but you can continue afterwards with God and then when I when I come back I will I will sort of um just give a few just just a few a few things um and then I'll move on to the next to the next thing hallelujah oh, father we bless you Father, we praise you. Father, hear your children as they pray and lay before you those things that they want you to deal with. Father, you have not given us the spirit of fear. So let him know that Jesus Christ has paid the price with his blood. So that spirit is illegal, should not be there. He has not given it. You're not accepting it. Father, fear has no place in our hearts. Spirit of fear has no place in our lives. You have not given it. We don't accept it, Father. So hear your people, Father. Now let's ask God what it is we want him to do for us. So let's ask him specifically. Tell him what you want him to do. If it is to eradicate that spirit, whatever, whatever. Just ask him, Lord. Lord, this is what we want you to do. Remove completely this spirit of fear. Rebuke the spirit. It must never return. It must never return. Father, our hearts are not for fear. They're for love. They're for love, for power, and for sound, sound judgment, sound thinking. Fear has no place in it. So this is my request to you, Father. Let Every form, every seed of fear that is sown, let it be uprooted, eradicated, completely removed, never to return again in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Now, it's always important when you ask something of God to believe that we receive it. Yeah. Mark eleven twenty-two and what? Yeah. I'm I'm not going to dwell on that, but we need to believe and then thank God for doing exactly that. We thank him for making that happen. So, Father, I thank you for eradicating the spirit of fear from our lives. For my life, that spirit will never, never have a foothold in my life again because you have answered my prayer and I thank you for it. I thank you, almighty God blessed be your holy name in the name of jesus christ we've prayed amen amen okay now the only other point i will make and we know this already yeah is let your confessions agree with what you have just believed has happened for you yeah please let me say this i know that the devil doesn't run away and go. He'll come back another day. We saw that with Jesus Christ. So it's not like as if he goes and he goes, he'll come back and try again to see whether or not he can still find a foothold. Whenever any kind of fear comes, remember, remember what you have done and make your confessions. And deal with it. Do not allow it to even stay one second at all whatsoever. Yeah. That's what we have to do. And watch God do the rest. Because he has already said he will do it. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Now you may say, okay, that's one that we have a scripture. But I might have something that I can't find a scripture for, or I don't even really know, or it's something very specific. Now, um, for me, I like to I like to refer to those as those things that, um, you know, we might call it character traits or whatever it might be, or, or behaviors or attitudes that we've developed or picked up along the line where we don't. So I'll give you an example, personal example for me i i i i I'm trying not to use the word love I like bread a lot I'm a bread bread eater and I can eat bread till kingdom comes it's 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 it, i like it yeah, and it's not just any kind of bread because there's some I don't but the bread I like I like it and I can eat it three times a day breakfast lunch and dinner its it's like that now. Eating bread is not really bad for, for, you know, in a way, except for the fact that sometimes the cab the carbs can have or the sugar from the carbs can have a negative impact on your body um, if you have too much of a buildup of sugar. That's one. But also, um, sometimes you just, you know, you do this without thinking you just you know just just oh I, I feel like a snack and you pick up bread I fill up a snack I feel a pick up bread and sometimes it becomes too much um I, you know and I noticed that for me so I'm on a mission to control this thing now yeah so for me it's this thing is not going to have dominion over me no way I am going to master it. So I'll eat it when I want to eat it, if I want to eat it, not because I have to eat bread, yeah? Biscuit is another example. Chocolate, we, we all have our little bits and pieces and I'm using food, but it could be anything else. It could be anything else, yeah? And it doesn't have to be wrong. It, it, it could be. It, it could be quite okay. But it is not good. It's not it's not needful. I think uh, that Paul says it somewhere that, yeah, I can do it, but it is not it's it's it's, it's not the, it's not good for me to do it. It's not it's, it's it's not that. But one thing is certain. He will not let it have master, or have mastery over him. So, again, this is that's another example. Yeah. So with this kind of one, we we do exactly the same thing. There might not be any scripture you might not have a scripture, you know, and when I said it to, um, when I, when I, when I said to Marenica that I was going to use the example of bread, she quoted, man shall not live by bread alone. And yeah, (laughs) absolutely true. So there might be a scripture for it, and there might not be a scripture for it in itself, but the, the, the bottom line still remains is that there is something that is bothering you that you want to have control over, not you, not it having control over you. Again, The principle still stands. Yeah, we go before God. Now, you may not necessarily have a scripture. So what you have to do or what I think we need to do, or let me put it this way, a way of doing it, the way I do it is this, is simply, I think about it. Why on earth do I like bread so much? Why? What is the reason? for it and I may not find it it might just be I just like it I may not really know so it might be something deep-rooted that I don't even I don't even see or I can't it's just somewhere inside of me but it is deep okay well the fact of the matter that the scripture says that I must have dominion over it I make up my mind I decide I don't want this thing to have dominion over me and you may say I just want to get rid of it Fine, whatever it is, but make a decision. And when I am saying making a decision, I'm not just saying just choose. I'm saying actually decide. Say, that's it. I don't want this anymore. It doesn't mean you can do it in your strength. But the fact of the matter that you've made the decision is good. It's the first step in there. Okay. Then the next thing is let's go before God and say, right, this thing, I don't want it. Okay. But when we go before God, let me say this. Be honest about your desire for it. So don't pretend. Let's say, look, God, I really like this thing. I I do. I have no idea why. But one thing is I don't want it to, or I want to get rid of whatever it might be. So be honest about it. Yeah. Okay. So let's do exactly that as it is. Let's go before God. Bring that thing before God right now okay and um let me also just say one thing sometimes it might have been because of something we did so i may have caused the problem myself yeah it might have been if you recognize that it is something that you did that caused that problem then please repent and ask for forgiveness as well and let the blood of jesus wipe that out of the way okay but the important thing is to be honest before God and tell him what it is and why. And uh, just pour your heart out to it on that. And I'll be quiet for two minutes or so for you to be able to do in your own words concerning that challenge that is specific to you. So Heavenly Father, you you know, you know already that I just like bread. But it's getting too much, Father. And I, I've decided I don't want it to have dominion over me. I want to be able to eat it when I want to eat it and not to eat too much of it. I want to be able to enjoy it for the moment that I enjoy it. I I, I just want to have control over it and I eat it when I want to eat it. So Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, do a work in me. Let the power that you have given me inside of me, let it overwhelm my heart so I have the strength in my mind to say no to bread at any time I choose to say no. And Father, I pray that my flesh, which may demand or cry out for it, will submit itself to my decision when I decide no is no. Father, I thank you. I ask for your help. I ask that you strengthen me with might in my inner man to have complete dominion Over my desire for bread. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. That's it for today. Any questions? Anything? Any? Yeah. Any questions? Thank you. (laughs) Any thoughts? Again, please. These are just examples, um, things to stimulate your thinking, things to give you something to, but you, you must take the time to you know, find your own way, how it works best for you. How, what works for me may not work well, may not work for you, but the principles are there. It, it it it's 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 really for you to 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 take it and 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 run with it. So I I just pray that the Holy Spirit just you know just just does that work in each and every one of us and and continues to do that work. You know, as He brings something to your mind, you know, take it upon yourself to yeah okay this one I'm going to deal with and. You know, take your time to do it. Uh, Sometimes it might happen instantaneously. That's God's prerogative. Sometimes it might take a process. That's His prerogative. But just stick with it, and believe you me, I am expecting brilliant hearts. I'm expecting changes. I'm expecting transformation because I just sensed it when, when I was talking to just just asking god what were we going to do i just sensed it so may the power of god just come upon each and every one of us and energize us and strengthen us with might in the inner man until we are fully transformed into the creation that he created for his pleasure Father, this is our prayer to you. We are new creations. It must be made manifest. So thank you for taking us through this. And thank you that from now onwards, each of us has a strategy against those things that would hitherto or otherwise have caused us issues in our lives. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Have a great evening, everyone. God bless you all. And thank God for what he's doing in all our lives. Amen. Amen.